welcome to another episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. We have a very special episode ahead where I am chit-chatting with you through our thought process as we truly process the next little step in our Seattle journey. Because as much as I assume the title probably make you think we are moving somewhere other than just like 10 minutes down the road, we are actually doing our first local move of our marriage. We are moving into our, I think we decided it's our seventh house as a married couple. And after all of that, I feel like I just want to give y'all the advice of just stay put, get rid of everything you own, (laughs) LOL. But okay, before I give y'all too much without the context of what's happening, let me move y'all into the episode, but be sure to follow over on Instagram at everymomneedsafriend so that y'all can keep up with me during this moving process. And hopefully I can keep y'all involved in everything that's happening and will be to come. Okay, y'all, where do I even begin? Okay, so let's start with, we have always rented since we've lived in Seattle and the surrounding areas. Um, When we were back in New Hampshire and we knew we were going to be making this jump cross country, we felt like it is so important for us and our personality that we don't want to move into temporary housing. So let's move straight into a location, into a house that would feel perfect for our family. So we did the whole FaceTiming, Zillow listing situation and it was okay, I have to say. We had a great realtor in the sense that she heard what we wanted and found a place for the most part what we needed. Like we wanted it to be super convenient to everything. And so for Christopher's work and for where we were going to be working out, where the church we were going to, where Ellie was going to go to school, everything felt very convenient. But since living in this house for over a year, year and a half, we just have had some issues, um, some being the noise. It is a very noisy part of town in the sense that in the middle of the night over our sound machines, sometimes multiple sound machines, we will get woken up by people parking their cars and playing their music. We also feel like there has been an increase in issues in terms of as light as our Amazon packages getting stolen within the first hour of them being delivered. And that's not like the biggest deal in the world, but that has increased to, we have felt like it's been an unsafe area in the sense that if I was walking with the girls to the park, I would be worried about the safety of me and my children um, with the increase in drug activity in our area and the increase of certain injuries that I'm not going to go into just for, I don't know what ears are listening to this, but a lot of just really unfortunate situations. Also, just like very like on the top of our list is we don't really have a backyard and I feel like the girls need space. I need the space, but the girls need the space. They need to get their wiggles out. Not to mention we live over three levels in this house. So it's just a lot of stairs and y'all postpartum from a C-section walking all those stairs every day was just not for the faint of heart. That being said, we've been month to month um, from a rent perspective since I think it was last May and we thought about moving then, but just with me being pregnant, it just didn't seem right. But we did keep our eyes and ears open and we would get on Zillow almost every night. And think about it, y'all, that was almost nine months long of living in this headspace of, are we going to move? No, no, let's stay put. No, let's move. No, let's stay put. Let's go look at this place. No, let's stay put. It's not fun at all. I do not recommend that. And I will say we almost moved when I was eight months pregnant. So late last summer, we found a really cool house and we were really excited about it. But in hindsight, I'm glad we didn't because I just truly couldn't have helped at all. We have done so much of this move today. What I can say is I am hitting my 10,000 step goal by like noon every day. That's how much we're moving back and forth and a lot 
of help is needed on both sides for me and Christopher. And I just don't think I could have done it at eight months pregnant or newly postpartum. So this feels like truly the first point since having Poppy that I would have been able to help. And goodness gracious, I just have to say moving is not for the faint of heart. But so, okay, so in December, we kind of re-upped our feeling of, okay, it's time to move. And we started looking at places again. And when we saw that this house that we are now moving into went on the market, we were like, let's go look at this house. This feels like it hits a lot of the things that we were worried about in addition to the fact that we had this almost triangle area of this is where we think Ellie's going to go to school, this is where church is, this is where Christopher's work is, and this is where we work out, and this is where I go to mom's group and all the things. And so we kind of want to be in this area, somewhere in this radius. So when this one hit and it kind of hit all those different points that were important to us, we're like, let's go look at it. And we have done this enough, Christopher and me, And we've talked about it enough that when we walked into the house, we had one look at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, this might be the house. Then we walked out of the house, walked straight to go get Mexican food, which kind of a play back to if y'all listen to the Podmas episode where I talked about we got our first house and we signed the papers after I had a few margaritas. It kind of felt a little bit like that of celebratory of, oh my gosh, this is our house. And we're, we were so excited. But just about a week later, I had my brother and sister-in-law visit and that was a little difficult because we were so looking forward to them being here, but it felt like we were mentally living in two places. But I have to say my sister-in-law Katie and I walked through the house because we were already able to kind of look at the new house and get inside. And we went room by room and we made a list and we sized the room and we decided what rooms are going to be what and we made different decisions than I thought we were even going to make. But it was so important for me to be in the house and kind of visualize where I'm actually going to start moving my stuff, especially because we were going to be doing a lot of the moving process ourselves. Okay, so then let's see, let's fast forward to last week. The landlord of the new home that we're moving into, they were super accommodating and they let us start moving stuff in even before we officially even got the keys. But we got the keys last Friday and we were able to actually put like go mode shoes on and get in. And so we rented a U-Haul and Christopher and I moved almost everything, y'all. Like I'm sitting in our old house and it feels like I would say from a like bits and pieces standpoint, we're about 75% done. We still have the big pieces, which is also something to look forward to that next weekend we have the movers come to move the ginormous furniture items that just truly Christopher and I can't move ourselves. And we have this weird in between of, so I'm sitting here finishing up this weekend and I'm going to post this episode tonight. You will get to listen to it on a Monday or at some point next week. And then next weekend, I'm going to hopefully feel very settled. But this week in the middle of the week is a week that Christopher's traveling. So LOL for me, it just feels like Christopher's travels ramped up. And all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, my mental capacity of three kids and moving and just being in Seattle and all of my schedule ramping up, it just feels a little overwhelming. But in the same vein, I want to say that today, and it's almost every Sunday as I leave our church, I feel like I hop in the car and I go, thank you, Lord. Like, I love our church so much. I feel like I can't hug enough people and I wish I had more time to chit chat with all the people that we've met and become so close with and our sweet friends. It just feels like such a cool picture of just a year ago, just a year and a half ago, even just a couple of months ago, I was sitting here still in pieces of, do I feel settled here? Do I feel like I have community here? Do I have a typical routine, a schedule, something to look forward to as Monday comes. And I do y'all like it's really, really sweet. And I just, 
can't emphasize enough at how it has started with feeling rooted in our church and then it's branched outwards because now it's like so where I like to work out that's great but what's fun is I'm meeting people at church and they're like I work out there so we're planning to go at the same time and then over to I've joined a mom's group at a different church and I felt a little bit worried about that I'm like I don't want to get invested in this other church when I'm not even keeping my feet in our current church but it's like whoa I realize that there's so much crossover between these two churches and so when it comes to like this whole move, I feel like the amount of people that have reached out and have helped us in this move, even just let me take the kids for the day, that's just such a cool picture of what we're supposed to be doing in community in a city and a state that I don't even feel rooted in, but it just feels like there are people that are asking to help. And that's unbelievable, y'all. Like I just have to pause and be like, thank you, Jesus. But so, okay, let me bring you back to this move. Let me give you a little more detail. So we basically for the next week are going to be taking a couple days to do many trips back and forth. But then, like I said, next weekend, we have the movers coming to move the big items. So it'll be so fun to have all of our stuff, like our couch, our bed, our all the things, you know, I will say it's super, super, if this isn't the most flattering thing. So the house that we were previously in, the house that we are technically still living in, I guess, even though half of our stuff is at the new house. Anyway, our old house it has already been rented out. Um, it's a great, it is a great house. And so I knew they would have no trouble renting it out. And the lady that is renting it, she asked for my number because she offered to buy almost all of our furniture. Like let that sink in. She wanted to buy everything like mattresses, couches, everything y'all. She like was buying the curtains that we would be taking. So it's just one of those things where I'm like, A, this is super flattering, but B, like some of these things I need, like I need a bed and I'm going to have to turn back around and buy a new bed in the new house. But also you are saving me the convenience and the money, I guess, of paying movers to move the bed. But also I believe I brought this up in a previous episode. So sorry about this, but we waited for our bed for almost 10 months. And it was because of the horrible supply chain issues that happened last year. And I know that are still repercussions into this year. But I could turn around and buy the new Pottery Barn bed again, but I'm like, what if I have to wait that much longer? But she's like, I really want your bed, which is so flattering. Like, I'm glad that you like my taste. Like, that's so sweet. But also, I need the bed, and I do love our bed. So I did send her, like, a list of pictures with prices of things I would be willing to part with. And it was interesting, and it's such an interesting thing for maybe you to do around your house, but to look around and go, what would, if someone offered me a dollar amount, would I be like, for sure, like I've been wanting to upgrade that? Or for us, as I look to the new house, I'm like, oh, I don't have a space in mind for that item. So yeah, if she wants to pay me for it, cool. Like I don't want to move it and just have it sit in the entryway until I figure out what to do with it. But then also there's things like rugs. And like I said, our bed that are more expensive items that if she's not going to pay the right price for it, like I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like it, this isn't a charity. Like she can buy her own rugs and then I like these rugs that I have. But then there's other items that I'm like, oh, I've had that since college. So if she wants to pay me like $100 for it, that would be even better than me, I guess, just giving it away, which is what I was planning to do with some items. So not to like ruffle any feathers, but it's like there is some cool like supply demand, you know, feeling of this that she is moving into this new space and she likes some of the items that are already there it does save us the hassle of moving it so it's just a weird exercise to kind of work through as a married couple and just in my brain of like what do I want to part with what are things that are super important to me 
I even feel like I've talked about heirloom pieces. I'm like, there's some pieces that I'm like, nope, that's definitely coming with this. But then there's some pieces that I'm like, I don't care at all. That's just a random rug to me. And if she loves it, cool. Like maybe I could have fun with finding a new rug that feels right for the next space. And just thinking about like this type of personality type that like likes to decorate, likes to do this process. I don't know where I'm at with that because like mentally this is really tough for me. And I think I actually think I might like cross country moves better because there's this big push and you put all of your stuff away and you basically move a couple things into a suitcase and you have to live out of that suitcase, but everything else is supposed to go. Whereas with this local move, it's like today getting dressed at one house, then having to go to the other house to do my makeup because that's already over there. It just kind of is very wonky for me. Like I like to have all my stuff in an orderly, clean way. Like I just don't love the chaos and the mess. It's exhausting for me mentally. I don't sleep great. I think about things, you know, probably overboard. And it's hard when in the middle of the night you want to do all these things and you really can't do anything in the middle of the night except for go to sleep because that's the best thing you can do for your future self. But I guess I want to kind of end this with talking about how I feel very excited, hopeful, and looking forward to the spring because we have a full load of things to look forward to. Like I was just talking about church. I have just such this sweet feeling of settledness in some of the people that we are growing so close with. But also we have a really fun like packed schedule of family coming out to visit and other fun visitors. So that's fun and that always makes me very excited. But when I look at like my spring schedule, I have mops, moms of preschool students. I have a church moms group. We have a small group as a married couple. I have BSF. If y'all haven't ever heard of BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, it is awesome. I love it. Please think about joining it in your city. I promise you it's in your city. And then I kind of think that on maybe my one day off that I have a week, I might try to pick up tennis again once I guess PJ is old enough to be in childcare. And so, yeah, I just feel like even though I'm sitting here telling you like, look at all these awesome things that are ahead. I still just being honest and transparent. I have had to have multiple resets about this whole process of remembering that this is a privilege, that I am so excited and so thankful to call Christopher my husband, these kids my kids, and this place my home for however long the Lord keeps us here. But when I think about this moving process, it's practically momentary stress. Like in a month from now, I'm going to be sitting in this new home that's so exciting and a truly better fit for our family And it's just really important to know that in these moments when I'm short with Christopher and short with the kids and kind of feeling a little out of sorts because it's just my house has never looked messier, I just need to pause and go, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. Thank you, Jesus, for all the things you blessed us with. Thank you, Jesus, for stuff to move to a new place that we are even more excited about. And, you know, even in a month from now, I am going to be hosting this Galentine's party that I'm super excited about, just basically like a favorite things Galentine's party. And that's going to be at our new house, at the new house. So like when I picture it and that party and sweet women in my home, it's going to be in the new house. And hopefully I will have this feeling of fully settled. So yeah. Okay. So I hate to jump to like a very like abrupt ending, but that is the life update for today. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. And I'm just so pumped about what's this next step for us here in Seattle or in the surrounding areas, but very fun and more updates to come. More updates to come for sure, for sure, for sure. Don't worry. And like I said at the beginning, join me on Instagram because I think I did a pretty good job of documenting the process when we were moving into the home 
that we're currently moving out of, which is wild. And it was such a big thing. Like there were so many boxes. I was here by myself for a couple of days. Like I can easily go back to that feeling. And it was just so drastically different than how I feel right now. But I will say, if you're an avid MNOF listener, you would know I did not do a big question. And so the big question today is more of a big challenge for you. And that's two for no reason, go through your closet. For no reason, go through your house and your kitchen and playroom and get rid of items, y'all. Just get rid of them. Give them away. Donate them. Just find a family to pass them along to or sell them, I guess. The whole Facebook marketplace process kind of wigs me out, but more power to you. But so my big push for you today is to not wait until you're moving to get rid of all the stuff. I was just talking with my best friend, Kaylin, about this because I had one day where I said, I'm getting all of the pictures off the walls. And I was chatting with her and said, Kaylin, it feels like my house is so fresh and clean. And I feel like mentally, as I look around, I'm not kind of looking at all this clutter. And she's like, hey, like I'm not a good person for this because I really don't do a great job of decorating my walls. But I think that that feeling when I go into Kaylin's home is a good feeling. It's homey because it's not just all these things on the walls that make it homey, but it makes it homey on how Kaylin is and her atmosphere in the home. And it's kind of like an intangible thing versus let's cover the walls with all the pictures. But so what's cool is even when I say that and I think about Kaylin, my very best friend who I want to live in the same city with, I would love to emphasize the point to y'all that I kind of talked about a little bit of, I know that I don't feel rooted in Seattle. I don't know if I'll ever feel rooted in Seattle. I feel like I hold it over Seattle's head that my family isn't here and my best friends of my whole life that have known me my whole life, that they're not here. But y'all, I do feel rooted in the sense that I feel rooted in Christ and how he ultimately binds us all together as children and as brothers and sisters. And that where I've struggled to ask for help in the past, I feel like I'm so thankful for the fullness that comes with inviting other people into my life that have shown up on days when I need help. And I invite them into the messy parts and all of it so they can collectively support me and be supported by me, that they can fill my cup while I have the privilege of filling their cup. And I just am so pumped and excited about all there is to come in Seattle in this new home. So please follow along with me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I love y'all so much. 